Welcome to the Goals and Gratitude podcast. I'm Peter Sewell, author, speaker and adventurer, bringing you interviews and stories from inspiring goal setters. I also share helpful information on the science of gratitude and positive psychology. You can find today's show notes, photos, free downloads and lots of other fun things at petersewell.com. And Sewell is S-E-W-E-L-L. Hello listeners, I'm Peter Sewell and this is episode number six of the podcast. Today's topic is Minimal Next Steps, My Battle with Lyme Disease. As I'm recording this, it's a beautiful sunny day outside, around seven degrees, so a real taste of spring here in the Northern Hemisphere. Very different to last week where we had temperatures as low as minus 17 degrees. So we've seen some big changes in the weather here. This coming week, I'll be preparing for a trip to Australia. Travel to Australia has become extremely challenging because of the various restrictions. But if all goes well, I will be recording a few of the next episodes during my quarantine in Sydney, Australia. I'm sure that will be very interesting, so that's something coming up in the next few weeks. Before we get into the topic today, I want to start by sharing a few things that I've been grateful for in the last week. I've been able to celebrate some quite amazing moments And the first was photographing some beautiful scenery with my new drone. I've always wanted a drone to get some wide-angle photos, and it was especially exciting because over the past week, we've had around 30 centimetres of snow in my area of Germany. Even for the locals, it was quite special because there hasn't been such a large snowfall for many years. Along the same theme, I was able to go ice skating on one of the small lakes which had frozen. I had only ever skated on an open lake once previously, so this was something incredibly special. When I was a teenager, I did quite a bit of roller skating in Australia, so skating is something that helps me relive my youth. And the third thing I really enjoyed was a few online calls with family and friends in Australia. We're still in lockdown, so there's very little social contact, but it's nice to connect with people online. So that's three things I've been grateful for in the last week, and I hope you also have things you can celebrate. Today, as we move into the topic, I want to share some goal-setting tips that really helped me during a time of illness when I was battling Lyme disease. I'll also share a little about my mother and her illness, and I'm sure this episode will help anyone that might currently be suffering from some illness or just lacking the energy to do things. But before I talk about my own personal story, 
I want to start by sharing something called the 2080 rule or Pareto principle. The Pareto principle says that 20% of our effort causes 80% of our results, and 80% of our effort produces only 20% of our results. In simple terms, we waste a lot of our time doing stuff that really isn't that important in the long term. So the key here is to identify the few things that will have the greatest impact in the long term. Back in 2017, I was bitten by a tick while walking in the forest, and several weeks later, I was diagnosed with Lyme disease. I didn't really know much about it previously, but as I googled information, I discovered that there's several popular singers that have also suffered with Lyme disease. I'll just mention three. One was Shania Twain, another was Avril Lavigne, who recently released a song called Head Above Water that's based around her battle with Lyme disease. And more recently, last year, Justin Bieber also announced his battle with Lyme disease. In my case, the first thing I noticed was a large circular rash around the tick bite, and this grew bigger every day until it reached a diameter of around 25 centimetres. Then suddenly the strength in my legs would give away. At one stage, I almost fell down a flight of stairs because my legs just collapsed. My mind was also having problems to focus, and I wasn't able to think as clearly as I used to. My energy levels were reduced to the point that I felt like an 80-year-old man. It was horrible to wake up with no energy and just want to sleep all day. Early on, there were days I couldn't even get out of bed. Other days, I could force myself to do things, but then I would need several days to recover. It seemed like an endless cycle. At different seasons in life, I've learned that it's okay just to take time out and recover. Often there's a guilt associated with having time out, and it's sad that especially in the Western world, we are so performance-driven, expecting each other to be productive 24 hours a day. We were never meant to live in isolation. We were meant to live in community with the strong caring for the weak in my case, it was my wife that cared for me and took on extra responsibilities when I wasn't able to. So when I reflect on my gratitude list during this time, I notice that I still had some amazing highlights, much fewer highlights, but I can look back at 2017 when this all happened and I can honestly say that it was a big turning point in my life. One of the keys was to invest the little energy I did have into people and projects that had life-changing results. Uh, so I actually cut out everything in my schedule except for those things I really enjoyed. Those projects were mostly related to travel. So for about 10 months, my life consisted of short trips, lots of photography, carefully pacing myself, so that if I needed a rest, I would just sleep. Then in between each trip, on my good days, I would edit photos and just recover and rest. 
At the end of the year, I compiled my photos into a story and shared my very first photographic talk. That message, which was based on my experience of photographing tigers in the jungles of Nepal, has now been shared all around the world. And since then, every time I speak, I'm using my photography. So that's a bit about my experience with Lyme disease. It took around 18 months to fully recover. Many more have long-term symptoms. I was very fortunate to not have experienced that. Illness is not the only thing that depletes energy levels. Mental health issues also take a big toll on your energy. Depression and burnout can leave you feeling very drained. There's been a few times, even in the past 12 months, when I had very little motivation or mental energy. And the most important goals during that time were self-care. Walking has always been one thing that's helped me to stay in a positive frame of mind. And there were days when I pushed myself to walk outside, even in the most miserable weather with clouds and rain. In my work life, one thing I do is to focus on the minimal next step. I define a minimal next step as a task I can complete in 15 minutes. And combined with the 80-20 principle, these few actions leave me feeling happy even if I don't achieve anything else that day. So I first identify a small action with long-term significance. One of the projects I started during the last year was my one quote a day challenge. I spend 15 minutes a day, sometimes a bit longer, to articulate a topic in one or two sentences and then post it on social media. On day 63, I decided it was a project I wanted to continue, so I've set the ambitious goal of creating 1,000 quotes. You can follow my one quote a day journey on Facebook or Instagram. Links will be in the show notes or on my website, petersewell.com. And at a rate of one quote a day, the project will take almost three years to complete. But I know that even on my busiest day, I will still have the time. It's a small commitment, one that I really enjoy, and something I know I can continue even on my worst days. Already this project has inspired a lot of people, and I expect in two years' time I will offer a range of products with the most popular quotes. So it's a small investment each day, but can have lots of positive outcomes. My mother was also ill for many years, and it was interesting to reflect on the things that she did to stay positive. My mother suffered for many years with lupus, which is an autoimmune disease. That's where the body's immune system attacks its own organs. A really horrible disease, and unlike my own experience with Lyme disease, my mother spent years in bed. She had her good days, but it was really hard for her. When I think back to some of the things that added quality to her life, there were five things that were most memorable. The first was her rose garden. 
My mum loved roses and I think there were 70 rose bushes in front of our house. On her good days, mum would cut some roses and then ask me to deliver them to people who were in hospital or weren't feeling very well. Mum had a very compassionate heart and was very generous, always thinking of ways to help others. The second thing that added quality to her life was watching the native birds visit the bird bath. In front of the kitchen window, she had a little bird bath and she loved watching them and hearing them play in the water. Number three, she loved watching her music videos. There was a popular Christian singing group called the Gaithers or Gators, and she had many of their videos. I can remember so often just sitting beside her, listening to the music and talking together. Number four, writing Christmas cards. This was something my mother did all her life. She was never really interested in email, but spent lots of time writing letters, especially at Christmas. I think it was really therapeutic to journal her life in that way. She also wrote about myself and my brother and also about her grandchildren. And lastly, she also loved phoning her sister or other friends. For her, it was one of the only ways to socialise because she lived on a farm outside of town. So all of these things were part of my mother's gratitude list and could be considered as her minimal next steps. There's a big focus on self-care, but also thinking of others, especially using her roses to make others happy. So I've shared a bit about myself and my mother. Let's move the conversation in a different direction and talk about how this might apply to your situation or anyone else you know who lacks the energy. One of the best questions to ask yourself is, how can I best care for myself today? When you are in the middle of a crisis and trying to keep your mental or physical health together, it's okay to let your big goals go and focus on self-care. Don't ever feel guilty for taking care of yourself. I also realise it can be hard to switch off responsibilities. I think any parent can relate to being interrupted by the needs of a child, even when we're hoping for a quiet moment in the toilet. So what happens when you need a recovery day? One of the best ways to handle crisis as a parent is to ask friends for assistance. We weren't designed to do life alone. There's no award for those that have never asked others for help, but some people do find that hard. You need to reach out to others and create space to recover. There's so much more I could share on this topic, but we'll end here and maybe talk about that on another episode. And maybe you know someone who is currently ill or suffering depression. I really encourage you today to reach out to them even a text message can be such a valuable gift to someone having a bad day. That's the show today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you or someone you know has Lyme disease or lupus, please reach out and share your story. I'd love to hear from you. And the email is celebrateyourgoals at gmail.com.
man, that's the show for this week. A big thank you if you've been faithfully joining me the last few weeks. It really means a lot. If you've just discovered this show, I'd love to have you join me again. So I encourage you to hit the subscribe button. If you have enjoyed today's show, I'd love to hear from you. It would definitely make it on my gratitude list and only take a minute of your time. Check out today's links on the website, petersewell.com. Thanks for listening, and I really look forward to joining you again next time.